Big Stall Piss Party episode 47. This is John Stahl. With us as always is... Bruce Force. And as always is... Rodney Sexfire. Check us out online at BigStall.com. We do the podcast. We've done songs and music videos. We're also starting to write articles. and uh, Mostly anti-Muslim ones. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we're one for one on the anti-Muslim it's articles. It's 100% anti-Muslim yeah. articles. Uh, speaking of articles and blogs and whatnot, uh, we have a guest with us uh, live via internet from Montreal. He runs a blog, wheretheworldisgoing.com. Montreal, Canada, yes. by the way. <laughs> Canada, anywhere USA. Yeah, anywhere USA. <laughs> and uh, he's with us now. His name is uh, Julian K. You can find him on Twitter, Julian underscore 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 K. That's not at all annoying to say. You, have to, you have to type out underscore, underscore, underscore. It's yes. a very long... <laughs> I mean, you could just say three underscores. I'm debating if I should make a new one. I don't know. Underscore cued. It should be Julian KKK. Yeah, I think you I'm, can change it. I'm pretty sure you can change it. This is this is our first Canadian guest. Do we need to play the ca- Canadian anthem? Oh yeah. Oh, do it. Can you sing O Canada for yeah, us? Yeah, right, no, I'll just play it for you. But do it like Whitney uh, Houston. It's hard for me to be nationalistic about Canada these days with Cuxton in office, as I call him. But you we, guys have an awesome, awesome <laughs> national anthem. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. That's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> I was just standing up. I Everybody was, could see that, too. I was going to try to press the Hitler chant. <laughs> uh, well, that was nonsense. Okay. So you mentioned Canadian politics. We're American, so we don't pay attention to anything but American <laughs> politics. It's all that matters. You, you've elected a horrible prime minister? I mean, <laughs> I live in a country that's very fundamentally different uh, than you guys, and it's been going on a different path for a while. Well, you're not even like a sovereign nation, right? Like you're beholden to the queen. <laughs> well, on paper, you're right, but it's weird. We're definitely, you can look at some instances politically that happened, like purchasing their old tanks and weird shit like that, where it does seem like we're beholden. So maybe. So I go to Canada every year. Um, it's where he gets but, his drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Do we ever tell the marijuana story? No. <laughs> Is this a good time? Let's do it. You could tell the marijuana. Yeah, tell Julian your, your interaction with trying to buy uh, weed. And- Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I, I went up to, to Canada with a group of guys to play rugby. And, uh, and have some gay sex. And, yeah. <laughs> well, that's and a given. I never, ever bought drugs before. I always had, I was always given drugs. So, I <laughs> like in your drinks? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like your drink. What province was this? In uh, what province? It was Ontario. It was in Toronto. That's uh, a state that. for us American listeners. Yeah, it's the same idea. <laughs> so I, I wanted to go buy. Thing. I wanted to go buy weed. Right? Some dude finally offered to sell me weed, and I was like, okay. No, you do is suck his dick. <sighs> no. So he told me. He told me how much. I forget how much it was. It was like sixty or eighty bucks. I forget what it was. How many loonies is that? <laughs> Forty or <laughs> <laughs> Julian? No, no, those are ones. So it'd be the same amount. Loonies are ones. Yeah, two knees are, are two. two. It's yeah. very straightforward, guys. It is very straightforward. <laughs> it was useful back in the day. Now it's it's not. I mean, they work. They work. I think they're better than paper ones. Just in terms, like I have a wallet that kind of it doesn't work when there's lots of bills in it. So ones are really bad. I never have that problem. I, I always get a, a big fucking boner every time I look at the exchange rate because I want to go to Canada for vacation. It's and a it's weird like, thing to get aroused with. Like, everything's more expensive, though. 
Although, when, yeah, I mean, I, when I, I went when I went to Montreal last year, uh, my dollar went a, a long way, and it, the eating eating at restaurants and everything was pretty inexpensive. It was really fun. That's a fun city. Oh wait, so this, this weed story never got finished. Yes. So oh, sorry, we're going on a tangent here. Was, so, he, was this a black man? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have those. <laughs> oh, I want to go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds glorious. So we uh, ours runs the country. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for a little while, at least. Uh, anyway. President's uh, lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I went to go buy weed, and some scrubby-looking dude tried to sell me weed, and he told me how much it was. So he's like, oh, come with me. So I like followed him up Young Street, and then I went off into some side street, and he's like, okay, so you have to wait here. I'm going to go up to my apartment and get it. Oh, this sounds really he's, good. He's like, but you got to pay me first. I said, okay. Oh, you so, fucking stupid asshole. So I gave him my money, and he walks away. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And after like a half hour, I figured out that this dude's wow. not coming back. I'm like, shit, all right. So I have to walk all the way back to my hotel, and I farted, and it was more than a fart. And I just, so I got totally ripped off by a drug dealer and shit my pants walking back to my hotel. I like hotel. how that was just like the exclamation point on the story. You're like, I got totally ripped off by a shady drug dealer, and then I shit myself. <laughs> that was, that I was mean, my... That was is that a normal uh, interaction with there's Canada? There's less mugging, there's less guns here, so you got like Canadian mugged or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it was real polite. I was I like, just, hey, you need some money scammed. for drugs, eh? I just got scammed. It was terrible. <laughs> you didn't get scammed. You're just retarded. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here, give me the money first. You're like, okay. This guy seems reputable. So so is are the politics in Montreal different from the politics in, like, Toronto? Or is it, like, mostly the same and it's all, like, everybody's obsessed with the federal politics versus the local like they are in the States? Do you, do you mean like uh, the distribution of left and right and the ideas, or do you mean? Um, I just mean. Well, I don't know. Tell us. Tell us a little bit about how the politics go there versus the U.S. I know you follow the U.S., but you also understand the Canadian politics, yeah. so we're interested. I couldn't really tell you exactly um, what people care about in those other cities because everyone I know who's from those places kind of integrate into Montreal because I would have met them, met them here. So I don't have a great grasp of of like that many anecdotes of people in other countries a bit of course but you know well i can definitely tell you that in toronto it's more of a business city um and it's the hub of canada it's the biggest city a lot of people choose to go there purely because it's bigger and less uh the fact that you don't have to speak french is a big one over montreal for a lot oh, of people totally i didn't have trouble in in montreal with the land i don't speak french but everybody was pretty good like even if if i didn't speak french i just said right away i'm sorry i don't speak french well that's because you just kept it. giving them money for drugs and they, they were like this guy's awesome <laughs> yeah no everyone has to speak english here if you don't speak english you're not doing a good job being a person <laughs> just like in america yeah that's a that's a really well, good french statement. too honestly if you don't speak french here it's not the it's pretty bad it's it's pretty bad really it, it's not good it's funny because like they speak france french in uh, montreal but like if they go to France, apparently the French, the real French people, consider them like Southern Hicks as oh. their accent. Well, like, the accent is very Southern. The culture, in a sense, is like here the food, it's fatty and fucking delicious. Whereas oh, in France, yeah. it's like, Amen. you know, the smaller portions, more expensive. They're a bit skinnier, the people. That's why so you're, you're so like, angry all the time. So you're like Southern France. 
um, I don't know much about France, but uh, to finish the political side. Oh, sorry. However much more um, conservative Ontario is, and it's like according to the last election off the top of my memory, it wasn't that much different than Quebec. Because here we have the separatist parties too, so that plays in. But overall, we're much more leftist in all of the French speaking everything. It's just a French. It just, it ain't nothing but a French thing. I don't know what to say. I mean, how, how do you put up with it? Yeah. I mean, there's a, been a real death of philosophy in France, and it's kind of carried over into Quebec too, in my opinion. Do they follow in France and a lot of their ideas? Kind of a rejection of reason. Although I think yeah. a lot of cultures are like this, but I've had a lot of. I've had at least. I could tell you about five different stories of French people. I, I got a message after the Orlando shooting from this French guy who's very pro-gun control. Mm -hmm. And actually, <laughs> I don't want to say any more because I don't want to even have a conversation about gun control relating to Orlando. Were you, were you like, were you like, oh, how'd that work out for Paris? It's just get. Uh, I, I listen, I'm done. I'm done, man. <laughs> I'm realizing that I, I'm not going to have a lot of time to waste with these conversations I gain you know I, I try and gain when I argue with people online yeah I definitely gain the ability to express myself better and understand other people's way of expressing themselves and yada yada but unlike John who just fine. lashes on to people well so so how I, I will get to to your your main thing in a second but how long have you been uh, how long have you been arguing online with people <laughs> like no I'm, it's, not, it's not meant to be funny it's like because he's saying That's how long have you been wasting man. your life? <laughs> That's an interesting fucking question. It is because I think it says a lot about the person. And I'm trying to, th I'm trying to think as I babble. Um, so I'm, I just turned 23 on the same day Trump turned 70. So uh, a week oh, ago. Do you share Trump's birthday? I share Trump's birthday. Oh my God, you're like... Wow, you did the mental arithmetic <laughs> to figure that one out. Good job. He literally said that. <laughs> literally said that. <laughs> When did I start arguing online? Fuck, man. I mean, um, we had internet in my house early. My mom was working for Excel, trying to, like, hustle it with her friends. And Excel? It didn't... Microsoft Excel? Uh, what it was was a company called Excel, and she had this little book, and you could set up internet through the DSL. And this was, I was, I was five or six. It, I was, I think, five turning six when we got it. So I was five. It was 1998. So, you know, it was pretty, pretty early to have it. I know there's people that had it a bit before, I think. But anyway, had it in the house. Definitely didn't start arguing on the online until I was like maybe ten or eleven. No, I won't suck your dick, weirdo <laughs> creep. Okay, get out of my chat room. Okay, maybe I will. I do like candy. But I mean, the real, real, real arguments where I can really remember approaching it the same way that I approach it today. Although obviously uh, it's it evolved, but um, in the same vein, maybe f maybe as early as thirteen or four. Probably around Facebook was fourteen, fifteen for me. Okay. So probably around then, that was when it really uh, it's been around started. That long. To I feel so fucking. So old. you were like all the other fifteen-year-olds I argue with online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a hardcore leftist because of where I come from. So yeah, I was. Oh, when did you become unleft? When did, when you did see they get uncucked? You mean? Yeah. The term is uncucked. Yeah. When did, when did they get uncucked? Um, maybe I'm two uncut. years ago. Oh. It's been a journey from over the last two years. Um, because I was thinking like a leftist, and it's very hard to break that. And I remember it was Adam Kokesh and Stefan Molyneux, and then I called into Stefan Molyneux. And when I called into Stefan Molyneux, and I don't even feel like talking about the details of our conversation, but I was really approaching everything from a leftist perspective, even though I'm not some diehard liberal. What's that? What, what is that perspective? 
the wrong one. <laughs> well, to be specific, I was I was I was trying to talk about how how can you bend government to your will? Because here we had a huge, huge, huge amount of protesting to keep uh, the price of university at the same low cost. Like I'm it's paying to go to university college? about two grand a semester for full semester, like five classes. Two grand two a grand semester. Grand. And we, we protested to keep that, but we got we got shunned by the government because we basically spent so much time, we, we wasted so much of uh, the province's resources protesting, the amount of policing and roads blocked and shit because of people marching the streets every single day, hundreds of thousands, once every month when we would like plan a big one, it was so hardcore. We elected the separatist government and they literally every penny per penny, I think it was $175 raised that year or whatever, 275, that exact penny per penny amount that the liberals were gonna raise and then the PQ got in, they removed that amount as a tax break for students. So we literally got shunned, and she was wearing, the symbol was a red square for this movement. She was wearing the red square, and she was on our side, and the only reason that this election happened that early and at that time, and the only reason she got in was the whole protesting movement. So my question to Molyneux was, how do we get government to respond to what the people want? Because clearly people want a very cheap education here, which basically I came in there trying to, trying to defend that to him, because I hadn't really gone through that process yet, which is what he helped me do. And I was defending... Um, the idea of free school and it wasn't it wasn't great for me at the time because I, I wasn't expecting to have to argue that point I didn't fully understand it yet so I had to listen to the call again and just uh, mull, mull it all over and within that week I remember within a week I started to really uncuck myself and realize all the ways I've been thinking and it was very powerful it was very, it's interesting very because powerful. you said like you you know you weren't prepared for the argument you didn't have like your points or whatever like usually here in America you just then call everybody racist <laughs> but there's no black people up there so what do you do that's true you're like you're uh, you don't like make maple syrup I guess is that how that there's works? so few blacks here that no one it's unfathomable to have a negative opinion of them because you see them like it's a token black guy everywhere Jeez. you go you are making Canada yeah. sound amazing <laughs> but okay I live in an area where if I walk between like west a bit south and even a little north of here actually yeah so a good range. If I walk a good range around my apartment, it's very nice houses. Um, arguably as nice as my parents. I mean, my parents is bigger, but here it's closer to the city. So they're a little smaller. And um, if I walk this one direction and only for a few blocks, it is very heavily populated with black people. The smell of weed during the day a lot. Um, I, I get sized up if I walk through these areas as soon as it's dusk out. And even with my old roommate, who was a he was a little bigger than me last year. Now we're about the same size because he's a vegan, and oh. uh, <laughs> ugh, but he's the good kind. He's the unobtrusive kind. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's hurting there are face. areas. All this to say, there are areas, and I live near one one little little area. Let's call it a ghetto. Let's be real. <laughs> In the ghetto. Can we get your vegan roommate on so we can abuse him? Is he there? He moved out. I'm actually in his old room. I turned it into the studio. Oh, is that like, is that like are, the... you, are you smoking meat in that old room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, once a couple months into his thing, I was making bacon and sausage, which now mm. I do every day because I'm on the ketogenic diet. Oh, but yes. This was... This was a big deal when I was making it back then, and I snapped him in, and I put them in, like, uh, paper towels to dry off the, the fat, and now I don't do that. Anyway, I snap him opening the things going, Sean... Come home to a Sean or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, "You fucker." So. That's how you vegan handle it. men are the worst. Yeah, seriously. Like it's one thing. It's one thing for women to become vegans, yeah, right? Because they, they're, they're like, they're, stu they're stupid. Well, they're like animals. 
Yeah. <laughs> but when men start acting like that, it's yeah. no good. No good. It's like, are you yet. a eunuch or something? Like, benefits allegedly, but I'm not convinced that there oh, are any. Benefits. Except that you're, I don't know. Not if the mental meat health is really bad, sure. I think the meat's pretty good in Ca- in Canada. I got to admit, Canadian I, I bacon's pretty good. Stuff. A lot of moose, right? Yeah, moose. <laughs> <laughs> is that the noise a moose makes? Moose. moose. I love to hunt. Joe Rogan turns me on to hunting and shit like that. He turns me on. Period. <laughs> <laughs> he's so muscular. I guess and a little. He's he's very genuine. Like I love his style. shaved ape look. They should they should he should team up with Rogaine and come out with Joe Rogaine. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> Rogan. Joe Rogan's Rogaine. <laughs> I wow, that, that joke hits every time. So uh, we've, we've uh, just to reintroduce, if you're tuning in in the middle of a co- <laughs> podcast, for no fucking reason. I've decided to start at just, minute 20. I want to I I start listening to podcasts halfway through, just in case that ever happened. <laughs> like, I'm glad they caught me up. Again, this is, uh, we, we've got Julian K. from, from Montreal. He runs uh, wheretheworldisgoing.com. If you have a retarded child, would you call them Special K? <laughs> <laughs> That's a cereal here in yeah. the states. Yeah, we it's very good. It's we good have it here. We oh, have most of the. How many like, loonies what? is it there? <laughs> cereal is way overpriced. Cereal is way overpriced, but on the keto diet, I can't eat cereal, which is good because yeah. it's a waste of money. So, I, so I would eat a box of cereal in one not not a not a day, not a night, in like the span of fifteen or thirty minutes. Yeah, you put in you like know. a bucket and just just house it right. Just bowl after bowl, man, and just—it's uh. hard to stop once you start with oh, cereal. It's fucking it's just crazy. so delicious. It's such an amazing way of eating food. You know, little little cereal fact, would... they put crack in it. <laughs> you feel like you're cooking. I think that's part of it. I actually cook a lot. I'm a very good cook, but you feel like you're cooking as opposed to just like eating cookies out of the box. No, this yeah. is you know, you're you're taking this box and you're you're putting these things in it, and then you're you're pouring the liquid on. You're kind of angling it so that you're hitting them all the right way, and then you're yeah, stirring no it a little. And you're like, bag. oh yeah. Did you know uh, that uh, cereal was developed by Kellogg, Mr. Kellogg, mm-hmm. to reduce sexual urges? No. I know, it makes me want to bone more. I'm like, oh, well, now <laughs> it does because it's with sugar. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Cap'n. For, for a long time, he was very against it putting was, sugar on cereal. It was he an intentionally, with his brother. Yeah, it was an intentionally bland uh, breakfast. Yes. That's bullshit. Because he felt that uh, eggs and bacon... Uh, brought like, up passions and in, in red blood Americans. Well, if so you he put them next to each other, it's like penises and oh, yeah. balls. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so that was a fun tangent. <laughs> so my point is, people who eat cereal are sexless assholes and trying to suppress. Unless they're eating fruity pebbles, <laughs> then they go to Orlando nightclubs. Whoa. <laughs> Why well, did I say which Orlando nightclub? It could be any of them. <laughs> Not that one anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to Pulse anymore. It's now called Flatline. You guys want to talk inter- intricate details of that shooting, specifically how... Um, this is off the top of my head, but it was at least three hours between when they... <laughs> the well, cops well, not only had he called 911 himself, like the cops had started shooting him. It was over three hours between then and when they actually started to storm in and take him out. Why was there a three-hour gap? And also, how does one guy have that much ammo to kill that many people and shoot that many others? If you're waiting well, for the answers. Welcome to last episode. Yeah, our last episode we <laughs> oh, talked about. Oh, shit. That's where it got into the anti-Muslim propaganda. That, that's good, but let's, <laughs> let's go there for a second. So you think really that it was, do you think it was meant to be a massacre or was it meant to be a hostage situation? Do you think there was well, more than one shooter or do you think it was like police crossfire? I don't, I don't think Muslims have mass. I really hate to think... <laughs> 
to to talk as if I really believe in in anything. So obviously these are just my thoughts. The the detail the detail that I really want to harp on and that I would love to know the answer to by talking to basically individual cops and then their bosses who are getting some orders. What why what was the justification? I'm sure there was some at at some level hopefully as to why they didn't go in. But I mean. What would it be other than he might start shooting lots of people? Because isn't that the typical reason why you don't just barge in? Yeah, and they and barge in in so anyway. many situations. Right. Normally they barge in. So And they did barge in eventually. So, they, first of all, they did barge in. But he, he was already it. slaughtering everyone. So I, that reason doesn't hold up. So is right. there another reason? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe they didn't have their cereal in the morning. I, I definitely don't think that, A, we're getting the entire story, whatever it is. And th it doesn't help that the media is trying to distort the story to make it something that it isn't, right? Like, it's pretty obvious this the guy... The president, dude. Yeah. The fucking president is distorting it. Of America, not Canada. Oh. <laughs> no, but I mean, but it, yeah, like, it's not just him, though. I mean, the, the media is complicit in it, right? And they're trying to push, like, oh, he was a self-hating homosexual, like, that kind of narrative and stuff. Like, anything but... Radical Islam. They're yeah. trying to paint it because to be something all, all else. Because all the self-hating Christian gays yeah. go around murdering everyone, <laughs> and that's like that's like the core to Christianity to being self-hating. You're like, oh, I gotta atone for all the fucking shit. Yeah, I literally. Do. That's literally <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Well, Jesus did shoot up that nightclub. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> I remember when he shot up the. No, he did. He did bust up the temple. Yeah. Actually. I think it was with a full automatic too. Fully automatic whip, <laughs> an assault whip. <laughs> it they was in them shortly. It afterwards. was a mass spearing. Took took three hours. <laughs> so Julian, so uh, Julian underscore 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 K. <laughs> he, he'll probably change it by the time. Yeah, he's like, this is fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, but so, say so three underscores. Julian three underscores K. Uh, and and where the world is going dot com. So Julian we, Triple K. <laughs> so we talked. We talked about we talked about Canadian politics a little bit. I'm I'm curious how you started to pay attention to American politics and and pay attention to Donald Trump. You you've your blog is very Trump centric. You've been writing about Donald Trump. What's uh, his blog? It, where the world is going dot com. <laughs> he said that about twelve I, times already. Jesus Christ. And. Uh, <laughs> And and I, I know that's that's how I be that's how I came to know you uh, playing playing games online and talking about Donald Trump. Um, how did you how did you start to pick that up and how did you start to really like join in on that movement and and get involved? Both my parents were teachers and old. Like my dad was <laughs> my dad. You're saying was I, are they dead? No, no they but got younger. I, they have that uh, Benjamin Button thing. I was doing the calculation today on my walk to the gym for some reason. My dad was over 50 when I can remember things. Like, you know how you only remember from, you know, around age four or five? He was over 50. My mom was about to turn 50 when I was starting to understand the world. So it's pretty old. Are you sure and they didn't steal me? you from another set of parents? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was really at the limit of, like, me being able to be healthy and gorgeous. You were barely viable. <laughs> <laughs> That should be anyway. your new Twitter handle. Barely viable. <laughs> <laughs> We're here talking to barely viable. It sounds good, though. <laughs> I, I mean, so they would always have the news on and also the election. And a lot of my family are from America. My dad is from America and may or may not have dodged the Vietnam War. Who knows? After going full scholarship to Johns Hopkins, may I add. But uh, he came to Canada. I have a lot of family still in America. 
I mean, we don't. Have, I don't have a lot of family, but I, I have proportionate to how much family I have. A lot are in America. All too. And um, so I've always cared about America. It's right there. I've always, you know, liked the culture, and understood that everything comes out of there. At least in the sense that people relocate there, and that's just the hub of where shit is done. And I've always liked that, and the whole freedom aspect, yeah, and yeah, freedom. Uh, the the fundamental difference of freedom there, here and there, especially the Second Amendment. As of late, I've really gotten to think that's really cool but um well, a lot of canadians have guns right <clears throat> they do hunting no. up in the north don't they there's bears. maybe in the north but uh it's not it's not that it's hard or impossible to get a gun here although it's probably just like handguns for civilians I'm, i haven't even looked into it but uh you can definitely not walk around with it so i mean it's just to defend and, and then even i don't i don't know what would happen if someone broke into my apartment and i shot them even non-fatally i'm pretty sure i would be in trouble i'm yeah. pretty sure even if the gun was legal i'm pretty sure we don't have laws that allow us to shoot people that break in what you do is you you put them in your car and you drive to the middle of pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> join one of the kkk rallies there yeah in the, in the states depending what state you're in but like for example most of them <laughs> yeah. we're, we're in pennsylvania anywhere usa Pennsylvania, so. you mean so we we have we have what's known as castle doctrine. So if if somebody invades your house, like your you, castle, you, yeah, your your castle, you have the right to use lethal force to to stop them. And you stop, can so. even you can even tie them up and break their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you. Mis- <laughs> I think you misread the law. I have to bit. go. <laughs> so so you you've you have family here. You felt an affinity for for the United States and and you've admired our laws and and the culture and all that. Well, he's on. also sorry, he's living wanna... in Amer- America's hat. So well that's well that's that's me in America and like my relationship to America, but also specifically with my website, I Which not is? even in terms of not even in terms of views and all that like the number of views that I can get. Although it you know it makes more sense to talk about America than Canada at least half the time. Um, when I when I do talk about Canada, even with just my friends, I find the amount of the amount of discussion you can have is limited because there's just there's less people here and there's less of a you know there's just less people, so it, it results in there being less nuanced discussions. I guess is what I want to say. Mm. Whereas in America, you have so many different just in terms of conservatives, you have all the ones that support Trump, all the ones that don't, and then you have the ones on the far like you have the Ben Shapiro on the far left of that that are really bad at explaining why they don't support him. Then you have like Stephen Crowder's a little better. And then I don't know who else you would throw in there, but then you move on over to the people that do support him at varying levels. And I find that really rich. And I like more to throw my hat into that ring than what Canada looks like now, because Canada for my, for my, you know, living here my whole life and looking at it, it seems more like you, uh, you conform to a, a kind of, not niche, but a kind of set standard. Like we have the Gomeshi era and there's different broadcasters here that just, you just look serious, you represent Canada well and your media group well. And I'm less interested in that and more interested in um, this kind of the genesis of my website is, you know, putting information out there and then discussing it. And I want to have a discussion going on and, and I want to reach a, a conclusion if, if possible, you know, a gestalt. Kind of middle ground of every situation, if possible. You would, ne- you would never last in America then, because people don't like doing that. <laughs> gotta be, you gotta be, one hundred percent one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very polarized lately. I, I mean, you you there see, there are online. no moderate Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> that does not exist. So you're you're very pro-Trump. Uh, we may as well just get that out there. We are too, obviously. But uh, 
How did you how did you latch on to that movement? How did you become so pro Donald Trump? I mean, that's that's actually one question I've never asked you. Interest and intrigue at first, because first of all, I couldn't even think who it would be for the Republicans. I can't and I can't think back to my state of mind before Trump because it was kind of timed it really well for uh, when people started paying attention to the election, I think. But um, it would have been, you know, one of those. I don't even I don't even know. Let's just say Romney character to not even get specific versus Clinton. And I, I would have, you know, I, what would I share on Facebook? Anti-Clinton stuff all day? That's just yes. uninteresting to anyone I talk to. It's just, it's horrible. You can talk about it all day, but it's horrible. Yeah. And when Trump started running, it's like, whoa, whoa, right off the bat, he's saying some controversial stuff. And looking into it, and oh, I'm learning about this new topic, illegal immigration. And basically, if you lived in Canada, picture Rachel Maddow and all of those clowns, um, Bill Maher and all them, uh, and how they talk about Trump specifically. Picture that everywhere every fucking where you can't get you can't get a hold of anything that talks about trump that doesn't treat him like those people treat him and it it, it basically started this kind of backlash in me it's not so much that i'm a contrarian i don't think i'm a, I'm a contrarian but i tend to often have contrarian views and and i love to play devil's advocate and that's all you know that's part of my website as in you know reaching a gestalt and trying to work through what other possibilities there are and it looked like no one was doing that for Trump, although everyone was virtue signaling and, and getting all emotional and worked up about about it. And and everyone wanted to say something. Everyone had something to say about it. And then when I would press them, you know, obviously saying something like, quote specifically what he said, and they would never be able to, or if they would, it would be, he, here it says, they're rapists. And, and people, when they see this, and they see that, it's basically headlines. I, I call it uh, headline-informed people or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, any headline that they can write and he, he makes a speech where he's alluding to problems and they can spin that any way they want and people prefer for it to be a simple he's a racist and that was what i heard at first from everyone and just hearing that racist racist over and over and that's that's calling me a racist by extension because i completely agree with what he's saying even downright to every word he says because it's just it's orchestrated we especially the first speech on this show <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> It was orchestrated for the left to go crazy and for him to get so much free media coverage. And now it's it's over. It's done. They have to cover him. They can't just boycott him. They have to cover him because if no one's covering him, one station co- like they have to cover him. And <laughs> it's just been an amazing, amazing election cycle. And well, I can't picture how it could have been better than this. So it's it's funny that you mention you know people calling him. That's not funny. It's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut up! <laughs> he doesn't know what funny is. It's a segue into uh, into your blog here, where the world is going. dot com. So you're talking about how people call him racist and all this other stuff. So you wrote an article. This actually got pinned on Reddit on the Donald. Uh, it was called "The Thinking Man's Guide to Donald Trump," and you actually took apart his statements about Mexicans. Uh, line by line, you analyzed it. Uh, you, you took it apart and you really, you, you proved the case, like at least based on this statement, uh, there, there's no way you can honestly interpret what, what Donald Trump said as racism. Right. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> Work with me here. Yeah. No, keep giving yeah, one word answers. I'm it makes very, me feel awkward. It's great. I'm very, no, that was good. I'm very proud of it because um, it was a kind of experiment for me. I said to myself, because normally if you go on my website, and you can actually see an evolution, by the way, of my views, where I was very 
I was not a, exactly a liberal, but I was approaching a lot of things from a liberal view, especially if you go back to the genesis of my website, which is, I think, coming up to exactly two years. Uh, yeah, it's been exactly two years, if I'm not mistaken. So um, usually what I was saying is there are about a thousand words to two thousand words. And that's a long article by any measure, especially because it's my voice and it's um, generally an op-ed kind of piece. So what I thought I would do here is try and remain as objective as possible and um, give a little intro and then have just the speech and in the speech have the links and add a little bit where I saw fit so that you can really read what he's saying and dissect it and it's, uh, it's it definitely helps people that are on the fence about what's going on here and want to know more. It helps them reach uh, their gestalt about what, what is happening here and if he's a racist or not. And I was really happy. I gave it a semi-clickbaity title, The Thinking Man's Guide to Donald Trump, although I think it's a, it's a good way to title what I was trying to do. And it got pinned by the Donald. I got a bunch of traffic on my website and some feedback on the article, which was cool. But uh, my website is still like a free deal. I'm not making any money on it or uh, really doing anything to promote it very much. Well, that's why it's, you're yeah, here. Yeah, that's why you're on the show, my friend. <laughs> I guess. Get, yeah. You will get ones of listeners. Yeah, we know at least one person that listens to this show. Fan man, read this blog. Fan, yeah, fan man. <laughs> Give him some clicks. And you too, Joe Mac. Do something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah. to, to your point like uh, about basically putting what Trump says out there and letting people look at it, I've had some discussions with people who are liberal-ish. I don't have many. Well, I don't have many liberal people I talk to oh, because yeah. I just can't stand it. Yeah. But the people that are like honestly liberal, you know what I mean? Like yeah, at least yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're trying. Like to, they're like, I have the wrong opinion, but I'll listen to what you have. to yeah, say. Yeah, they're not. The, they're not the Black Lives Matter people. <laughs> they're not terrorists. They're not the ninety-nine percent. <laughs> they're not the scum of the earth. Yeah. So like, I've I, I've I've talked to them, and it's really once you start presenting the facts a lot of like you kind of see in their eyes that they're like maybe i don't know what donald trump actually proposes or says yeah because you know they're like well, he, that's what it is they don't don't like he them. called them rapists it's like he didn't call all mexicans yeah. rapists that's such an insane point that the only reason why you're holding that point is because it's just being repeated right. over and over again it's and you're easy. comfortable looking yeah. at the headline and not being It's intellectually lazy. Well it's like yeah. it's like what you said about it being, you know, like the headline people. Like they just read what other people say he said and the other people have an agenda. Yeah. And and but it's also very another problem in terms of just making it a little harder to a lot harder to defend Trump is um he it's it is easy to clip him out in video. Like yeah. the like let's yeah. say the disabled person thing. You you <laughs> You don't have to see the, the person, and the funny thing is, when you, you see the, the camera angle of Trump should give you an idea that he's at a huge rally. Of course he can't mm -hmm. see the person asking the question, let alone that he knows them and knows they're disabled and have right. this disease. Yeah. That could be, any, anyway, so, uh, but people can see the clip of him waving his arms like that, and when it's, you know, the Guardian, and, and I, I just like to name them as an example but, of uh, Huffington respected... <laughs> They're very respected left-wing journalists, and when you see a headline by them that's as blatant and straightforward as Donald Trump mocks X, and now when you listen to anyone's podcast who's very respected, like Sam Harris, to name one, and it mentions incidents like that to be specific, and other incidents that are completely headline-driven, and that's, mm -hmm. that's really but problematic to me because... I, I I like to listen to people like Sam Harris, who I consider smarter than me and more learned than me, and this and that. But it's he's making these opinions and trying to influence people, 
and he's not up to date on his facts and he's using intellectually lazy arguments. But wouldn't you agree that like retarded people are lesser and broken humans that deserve to be mocked? Especially by the leader of the free world. Mocking me when I was a liberal never <laughs> helped. So no, we're, liberals we're retarded. <laughs> I want to make sure everybody heard that. He made sure he called liberals retarded. <laughs> hey guys, can I just turn on my oven real quick? I have chicken marinating. Uh, you have chicken, chicken tendies? <laughs> chicken marinating. <laughs> oh, I want some chicken. I guess we're going to take a... Let's pee- take a pee-pee break. Pee-pee I got break. a pee-pee. We took a pee-pee break. And we're back from our pee-pee break. Yeah. Don't you hit... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we're uh, talking to, to Julian three underscores K where the world is going. There you go. Answer the question. <laughs> uh, so well, one last question about your, your blog. Uh, what what article are you planning on writing next? Uh, you, you were trying to talk about that before before we started. You want, it, you want it big stall to decide your next article. <laughs> yes. You know, all the supreme rulers. I think that I'm going to be doing a chain series of articles that are going to be short and poignant and about specific things. So, you know, we just talked about some. So let's say the waving his hands around, um, maybe being able to prove that that's bullshit in in a very short, concise way, if possible. And then every other little bit of uh, media manipulation, I'd really like to expose that. I think that would be interesting. So you want to basically talk about how the the media takes his his talking points out of context to make him look more buffoonery than he yeah. He really is. Yeah, I mean, this is the origin of my website was um, figuring out what major I wanted to do in university, and my, my friend and I just just talking about how the new. I've always realized, you know, I've always watched the news, and then when you realize that watching that shapes your opinion as opposed to just he's not just saying, "Oh, a rhinoceros died, this house burned down, and stocks went up by two percent." Wait, he's, what happened to the rhinoceros? <laughs> Julian's not used to the asides of Big Stall yet. Hey, <laughs> okay. Sorry. He's I like, my... what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my chain of thought, though. Oh, man, we've been doing that this whole time. They fucked me up like four times tonight. We fucked his ass four times tonight. <laughs> Stop. Anyway, I realize that the media is very powerful and manipulative, and that would be a cool thing to write about next would be little blurbs relating to that manipulation and how it's been working on us. Absolutely. You should also talk about how they tried to assassinate Trump twice and the media is not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, but that's it's to be expected. That's technically, that's media manipulation right there. Yeah. there no, no, his, his rhetoric is really hateful, guys. I think it should we should expect that. It's not a big deal. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's inciting, he's inciting yeah. violence. It's I, his fault. I, it's his fault other my, people. My prediction is if, they, if <laughs> Trump does get assassinated... Hillary Clinton's next within a week. Oh God, yeah. Like you know, you know how many people would be so angry. Yeah, it'd be like you want to. You wanna, the police wouldn't be stopping a single shooter. They'd be stopping they'd a be horde. Stopping a movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like led it'd be by like, Big Stall. <laughs> Kill Whoa. that bitch. She deserves death. <laughs> Let's put some more holes I in that. I take no affiliation in this, legally speaking. <laughs> this is this is satire. <laughs> yes, we're qu- doing quote marks. Uh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> we have to shut down this podcast now. Uh, so let's, uh, let's end this. I'm already with- on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> what watch are you getting? One from Fossil? No, Ooh. I protested Hillary Clinton in 2008, and the police talked to us and took her names. Really? Yes. Wow. So if she dies. <laughs> I'm not, if I'm she's elected, you're fucked. Unero Numbo. <laughs> 
Uteronumo? I think you're I sleeping know. on my couch. Mexican. <laughs> I think you're sleeping on my couch. Uteronumo. Oh my god. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about one semi-normalish topic here. With uh, this with is our guests. this is normal for us, by the way. Just be prepared. So on on Breitbart.com, I found this article today. Florida karate teacher allegedly sent nude pics to 11 year old student. First wax off, on, wax so off. So she's she's not unattractive, right? I would. Her her mouth is kind of crooked now that but I'm. But if at you're it. eleven, if you're an eleven year old and you got nude pics from, you know, she's like a five. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Six. Hold on. So she's probably fairly fit. Let's. Dude, let's I'd, I'd meditate. In I'm her only dojo. looking at her headshot, but her tits are probably decent. I don't know. That's misleading, man. You never know. They could be like little snake bites. Here's oh, snake bites. Here's the problem with this: the one to ten scale. When people are like, oh, "She's a five, right?" Well, I think of like, I think of grades, right? Anything. A six is barely passing, and everything else is has to be physical deformity because so it's a this, fail. So that's because you went to an awful school that didn't have curving. Yeah, seriously. Five is average. She's got some curving. <laughs> Julian, I sent you the uh, the article just so you can take a look at her. I want to I want to get your rating of her. <laughs> yeah, How happy would you be at as an eleven year old to get nude pics from her? Dude, it'd be the best. You'd be the most popular. Oh, kid in does school. she have a Facebook? Let's find. Oh her Facebook. yeah, then we can I see her titties. Do you want me to comment on her attractiveness? Yes, because we judge books by I covers. More, I need to see from the neck down. Well, just I mean, by the neck up. Like, if she were a beheaded body, would you be like, eh? <laughs> would you? Would well, it looks you? like she has a bit of body fat, so I don't know, man. I'm looking. I'm looking online to find her Facebook. This is in Orlando. This is in Orlando, too. God. Everything is happening in Orlando. We need to move to Orlando. Yeah. This is She is terrorizing that student, according to the Quran. It's kind of weird that the Orlando police's verified Twitter account tweets her face, smile, <laughs> like her smiling mugshot, and they're like, they post her name. The day. That's what's weird about America to me is that it's all... Every little shit is published. Every yeah. crime. Well, that that's because we don't trust our government to hide. Like, <laughs> yes, like we yeah. like privacy. We would, we've, we, no, we, the problem but is that doesn't would, stop them from hiding anything. That's well, what's funny. True, no, yeah. but like, so one, Florida is actually one of the more uh, I don't want to say liberal, but more loose states in terms of how much they have to publish in terms of their crime. So like, Florida gets a bad rap that like, oh, crazy Florida man shit. does X. It's because like they're forced to publish these like crime <laughs> articles whereas yeah. other states sort of hide them but the general idea is that like we don't have private courts or like you have to publish the names of the the defendants yeah, and yeah. all just because like otherwise the the government would end up just prosecuting you in private and never and making you disappear yeah, yeah. That's true. i don't know about crimes here like but i know canada <laughs> one of my journalism projects for school i had to go and look at lawsuits so let's say that i have a company and you or anyone, any entity, even the government, sues me, you can go to the courthouse, like another random person uninvolved in this, and uh, see the entire lawsuit because that's public information. Yeah. And because it's our public courts, I would imagine that maybe some... Actually, I know that you can get, like, tr um, summaries of trials and shit, like uh, criminal trials. So, yeah, like it probably, it's available, but it's, it's not retweeted by the fucking Twitter of the police. We don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> the police Twitter. That's because you guys aren't as cool as America. Hashtag Rodney King. Oh, God. Can you imagine <laughs> if, like, Facebook and Twitter existed then and with the OJ shit? <laughs> I'm still trying to find a picture of her. And I, oh, I there she is. That oh, her? Man, that's her raping the kid. Is that her? Oh, that there? is her. Man. Oh, all right, hold on. All Let right, me... she... 
for an upside down in action shot, <laughs> she's not unattractive. She's fit. Yeah. That'd be the best. So what are they saying is the problem? <laughs> <laughs> Just that she... She sent uh, nude pictures of herself to an 11-year-old student. Oh, she wrote... An 11-year-old. And she wrote to him, I want to have sex with you. And he replied, I don't care. What kind of faggot kid <laughs> Oh, my God. That's Come really on, weird. If I'm an 11-year-old and she's, yeah. what, 20 or something? 20s? In her yeah. 20s? And she's sending nude pics to me and sending... Yeah. What 11-year-old boy, red-blooded American, not blue-blooded Canadian, <laughs> turns that down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have definitely considered it age 11. Yeah, man. <laughs> Seriously, any pussy at that age is like prime. She's definitely not she bad been. for that in those regards. What's that? She's definitely not bad for that then right, in those right, regards. Yeah. I mean, she's flexible. Like, when you first sent me this, though, I was thinking in terms of, like, would I ask this woman out on a date in public? No, no, but like, if she sent you nude pictures of her, like, high kicking, you'd be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I'd be intrigued. I'm always intrigued, but yeah. I mean... You, she'd probably let you, like, break boards over her tits and stuff. <laughs> it's a good Latina face structure, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, You got the good Latina face structure. Yeah, not structure. the bad one that's all melty looking. And has, like, a, <laughs> has, like, a teardrop tattoo. There's <laughs> <laughs> the really flat nose. Yeah, I she never just like looks that. like Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't look like Mi Abuela yet. <laughs> Mi abuela, did you just say that? <laughs> Is that in reference to something, or did you just say that's it? Hillary Clinton? Oh, her her people are like it's just like Mi abuela because oh, she panders God. the fucking Hispanics like they're retarded. It's like that's funny. Your abuela is a criminal. <laughs> Yo, who are who are Chelsea Clinton's parents? Uh, Web Hubble, Hubble and Hillary Clinton allegedly. So, so the the conspiracy is that. Bill Clinton is not the father of Chelsea Clinton. And that Webb Hubble sired her. Webb Hubble is some fucking, I don't know, there journalist? There needs to be more siring. Like, that's just a great concept. I know, right? But it's, it's like a, she was bred like a horse. <laughs> yeah, for so, real. So, well, she looks like a horse, so... so the, the, the really damning evidence is when you just put a picture yeah. side to side... She does look a lot like him and uh, not a lot like Bill <laughs> she Clinton. She looks nothing like Bill Clinton. That's yeah. the thing. Like, not even a little bit. I mean, you have to look at the pre-surgery pictures. Yes. Because she's had, she's had work done on her ugly face. Yeah, man, that work was a fail. <laughs> <laughs> she should have a shovel <laughs> applied to her face. <laughs> or just a gun. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's her parents. <laughs> we put quotes around that. We put quotes around that. <laughs> Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. <laughs> Julian, uh, where the world is going. Dot com. Uh, thank you for joining us. Do you have any parting remarks? Please, nothing um, racist. I look forward to the election and uh, maybe coming back on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. Feel free to link to this podcast on your website. Yes, please. <laughs> if you yeah. really want to be associated, because also then... donate to the Big Stall Podcast. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, maybe I'll have to listen to it and see if you do censor out all the important stuff. Yes, it's going to be one big, long beep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Nice to have me on. All right, thanks a lot Thank for you. coming on. How's your, how's your chicken cooking? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>